When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, Notre Dame fans. Mike Singer and Kyle Kelly live on a Friday morning talking Notre Dame recruiting. Not going to lie, Kyle, uh, a couple days ago, and I was like, man, what are we going to talk about on the show um, this week? Because there's not a whole lot going on. Um, you know, some of these bye weeks, non-visitor weekends can be slower. Um, and then uh, we get the Dominic Hulak commitments on Friday morning. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, let us know, uh, you know what you guys think about this commitment, any questions you want us to answer in the YouTube live chat. Of course, if you're with us live, hit that thumbs up. If you're watching back, do the same. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel for more uh, Notre Dame recruiting content. Um, yeah, hope everyone is well. I do think that we are going to stick in this Friday slot um, it'll be kind of week by week the rest of this calendar year, but I think into the year 2024, we're going to do the Friday mornings. Um, you know, back when we had Trey Yannity on this show, I think we did Friday afternoons. Um, so I don't know, maybe we'll do Friday afternoons, but we're, we're definitely going to probably move it to Friday just so we don't have the Wednesday night show followed by Thursday morning. Like it, it makes more sense for us to space them out a little bit. So that's a little housekeeping note we got jason in the chat we got Corey. um ian says uh best thing i listen to while i send emails no one will respond to today uh ian i hope you are well um yeah so i mean let's just dive into it dominic hulak committing to notre dame um this morning um someone who the notre dame staff really wanted um you know when and pushed for and got his commitment he's a Three-star guy right now, number 448 player, number 44 linebacker per the on three industry ranking. Um, I got to talk to Charles Power, the on three director of scouting and rankings, and uh, the way he was talking about him made him seem like he did not view him as a three-star prospect. So it'll be interesting. But yeah, Kyle, your uh, what, what's your reaction to this uh, news and, and and pick up for the Fighting Irish as we pop on his tape um, for folks watching on uh, YouTube? Yeah, Mike. Uh... Pretty much you, you kind of took my first thought away from me was, you know, basically the, the Notre Dame staff made a massive push for Hulak uh, dating back to July when he visited for the grill and chill cookout that 
Um, July 30th recruiting event was his 30th visit to campus. Uh, or sorry, third visit to campus. About to say, um, damn. Yeah, first one back in uh, in the spring. Then he went in June and camped uh, with both the linebackers and defensive line on uh, June 15th during Williams' first evaluation camp. And I, I don't think it's really a surprise that after they saw him, you know, work with the coaching staff and got to see him run around in person doing Notre Dame's drills that they made such a big push for him. You know, uh, director of recruiting, uh, Chad Bowden, was, you know, Joe Kulak during that July 30th visit about admitting. Uh, and over the next several months uh, until today, you know, that same message, you know, continued, uh, you know, to be portrayed. So, Finally, uh, produced the uh, verbal commitment on Friday morning, and I know you and uh, I think Tim Hyde did a pretty good recap on his film breakdown, but just kind of, you know, one thing that really sticks out to me that I put in my five thoughts, which I ran on Blue and Gold this morning um, at the time's announcement, was Gulak is a uh, linebacker, lacrosse player, and hockey player, and I think both of those sports are kind of translate on the football field for him. His explosiveness really sticks out, his physicality. Like, there's a couple of plays where he just kind of shot out of a cannon. That kind of reminds me, um, back in the day when I was playing hockey, stops and starts. And uh, you can see that from Hulak. And uh, one, just like, kind of know, I was kind of curious your thoughts on this. Um, I think you played wide receiver in school, Mike, so I don't know how uh, – experience you are on the defensive side of the ball, but just watching some of his tape, uh, he sometimes tackles with his head behind the ball carrier on his back. I was always told to, uh, you know, tackle with your head, you know, on the front kind of aim towards the ball. So that was just like one minor thing I saw when looking at his film, just a little critique. But overall, this is a uh, pretty big pickup for Notre Dame. They made a massive push to get him, especially – after he visited on October 14th for the USC game. Um, and, yeah, Notre Dame's got their latest commit, and he'll play the um, money position for, for the Irish, which Maris Leopold currently plays. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, you know, we're talking to a source, and I was like, you know, we it's we, we had thought that Hulak was being recruited as a Viper, but I was like, you know, just let me reach out to a couple people, just see exactly what, the Notre Dame side of this is, is thinking, and I uh, was told the money position. I'm like, you know, back in the day, how many different terms the Viper position was at first? It was Shark. Was it Shark? And then it turned into Drop, and then Viper. And that was like three years in a row we changed. I was like, is money the new Viper position? And no, it's apparently this Maris Leafau role in Al Golden's defense where you are you know, a DN sometimes, a, you know, a linebacker sometimes. You're just kind of this versatile defender um, where you're you're all over the place. So that's what Hulak is uh, coming in to play, which is interesting um, because you look at his body type. Just hold on. I think this is actually kind of a good clip right here of him. He is – that's a big dude. He's listed at 263, 225. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like like 235. Like it, this is a big dude for in this athletic. He moves around really well. You mentioned he plays lacrosse and hockey. You see him like 
on offense and then even on defense where he's just like running downfield it's just like okay this dude at this size is moving like this um he's an interesting player so it kind of makes sense this um you know it's he's i mean look look at that catching a bubble linebackers should not be catching bubbles like i mean this guy is a little bit different um so uh yeah going to play the again a new term here folks the money position um something you don't uh really see for you know see too often um kyle says uh reported a four six 40 yard dash which is ridiculous jason says he's nimble for um a big dude and you know he is just in his junior year so it's like look that 2022 linebacker recruiting class of nolan ziggler uh junior to helamaka josh burnham and um jalen sneed within like weeks of getting to notre dame burnham and tula halabaka like or maybe it wasn't weeks but moved to the end already right the you know, vipers um so who knows with hulak like or, or hulak i should say if he moves to you know being a a, a, a d end permanently we'll see um but uh it is interesting looking at this class already as i, as I pull up the commit list you know, he is someone who will get after the passer so we're He's I'm interested, like, does Notre Dame look at him for their numbers as a D end, as a linebacker, or is it something where it is specific, like, hey, we want to take this money position player every year? Um, but that is eight commitments now. Um, and you got a pass rusher in CJ May, 6'4, 225 pounds, someone who I think can has the frame to bulk up to play the strong side end. Joseph Reef, 6'5", 230 pounds. We believe he's probably more 240, 245. Um, you know, he's a whole, whole play DN. Maybe we'll slide inside. And then you got you got Hulock, uh, along with Davian Dixon, uh, definitely an interior player at Notre Dame. So it's it's uh, it's definitely notable. Here it is, November 10th, over a year until signing day um, for the next recruiting cycle. Uh, Notre Dame already has four guys who can play defensive line. Yeah, I mentioned in uh, my five thoughts that just kind of a little bit more about this money position so uh, fans kind of know what to expect from Dominic Kulak when he comes to campus. And I, I'm sure, you know, a lot of these uh, fighting Irish faithful can see this on game days, but sort of the breakdown um, for uh, the snap counts with Leofile where he's lining up across the field. Uh, about a fourth of the time is on the D-line. So 24% of his snaps this season on defensive come defensive line, 72% at linebacker, and then uh, about 4% um, you'll occasionally see Leofile line up in the uh, slot corner position. So I think that's what we can kind of expect from Hulak. Uh, sort of, you know, basically the way I kind of thought of it was one out every four snaps will be on the defensive line. And Mike, when you were breaking down the class, it kind of I was wondering if you uh, read my five thoughts right before this because you were kind of doing it for me on on what I did. Uh, kind of break down on the defensive side of the ball is, you know, a lot of guys kind of pretty much have really specific positions. Davian Dixon, he'll be uh, like that true nose, true nose tackle, one technique sort of guy. Then you have C.J. May, which 
he's kind of the one guy that's uh, his position is a little bit in a flux depending on what his body type does. He could play a strong side defensive end position uh, that Javante Jean-Baptiste plays, or he could be that Viper, the Jordan Botello. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I know you saw CJ in person. Is he trending more towards strong side defensive end right now with the way I, his body's going? I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So, yeah, that gives you know, fill in the spots there. And then Joseph Reef, who right now plays defensive end uh, for York Community School. But I just – I see the you – know, um, the comparability between him and Riley Mills where, yeah, Riley Mills also played DM, but he's much better suited at three tech. And I think that's the way it's looking for Reef. So that's kind of how the defensive line's made up so far. And I think they're still looking for a true Viper in this class, despite Hulak's commitment, since he is like, you know, primarily a linebacker guy. And, and based off, you know, some of the guys are recruiting so far, I don't think they're going to slow down their approach on the D-line with this commitment. Yeah. Yep, yep, good stuff. So Kyle's currently based in Baltimore. He's on the road. Um, and we'll talk about his road travels a little bit later. So if you're wondering why he's cutting in and out a little bit, it's because Kyle always – whenever Kyle's traveling, his internet sucks. Um, so uh, that's basically the, the situation here. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whoever Kyle, you're, wherever you're at, Kyle, no, I don't need to offend that person. But anyways, um, I do have a question for you, though. Um, I got to ask what time it is, and I'm not talking about 1042 a.m. Eastern time, Kyle. Do you know what time I'm talking about? Time to win some money. That's right. It's time for prize picks um, sponsored for uh, today's show. Um, really easy to play, um, pick two to six players per entry. And if they will go more or less than their prize picks projections, and you can win 20 times, 25 times your money on an entry. Um, if you go up to six players for your entry and you go with that power play and first time users that deposit and use promo code BGI will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. So if you deposit 100, Price Picks is going to give you 100 bucks. 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Uh, just download that app or go to PricePicks.com and use the promo code BGI. Um, it's not just for college football. You got NFL, uh, college basketballs in here. I didn't see that one yet. Um, they got all sorts of cool specials, soccer, I mean, video games, PGA, MMA, and so much more. They also do fun weekly promotions like Taco Tuesday, um, where, you know, a player's projection will get slashed down. Um, and Or, uh, you know, Flex Friday, which I'll probably be doing um, in a little bit along with our pick that we'll do here shortly. Flex Friday is basically like a free entry on a, a Flex pick. Um, and yeah, folks, it's easy to use. It's fun. Um, and I enjoy uh, sharing my prize picks with my brothers and just kind of talk about, um, you know, the NFL picks that I'd make. Um, so a couple of things we have last week's um, entry that we did. It took me a while to get here, but we did get that dub. Zach Wilson, more than 216 yards against the Chargers. Wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. This was just a this was just a fun one I threw on Monday. Zach Wilson, more than 216. Uh, passing yards and Justin Herbert more than 9.5 rushing yards that hit on Monday Night Football 
And then this was the one we did on the show last week. The Patrick Mahomes over, or excuse me, less than 282 against my Dolphins. That hit with ease. And then Derek Carr to run for three yards. Um, that hit as well. So uh, you love to see that. So we're sticking with the quarterbacks um, for this week's entry. We are going Deshaun Watson. I love going more on a low, like a less than 200-yard passing total. Um, and uh, my boy Kyle is a Browns fan. So, Kyle, you can walk me off the ledge on this one. But I'm going more with Deshaun Watson on the 189.5 passing yards and uh, less for Brock Purdy on a 1.5 passing touchdowns because Purdy's thrown. And Jacksonville is a pretty good team uh, with, I believe, a, a strong defense. So give me less than Brock Purdy, 1.5 passing touchdowns. He hasn't thrown for more than one passing touchdown in like five weeks or something. So that's my thoughts for this uh, week's prize picks entry. Kyle, do you have any any takes on this? I know that Ravens defense with uh, Kyle Hamilton in the secondary is uh, playing pretty well this year. But the good news for this entry, Mike, is uh, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson finally off the injury report um, as of a few days ago with a weird shoulder injury he's been dealing with and his throwing arm. So hopefully yeah. he's fully healthy going into Baltimore this Sunday. So I, I mind the uh, the more with the passing yards. All right, so we're going to throw that in. And look, yeah, they have Kyle Hamilton, but he can throw for six picks. I don't care. I just need those passing yards. So they get behind. <laughs> I hope the Browns go behind against the Ravens, which I would assume they will. So they have to throw the ball. And also prize picks does like injury protection kind of deal where, um, you know, if your player gets hurt in the first half, then they will. And you, and you uh, did an entry on the more that they'll basically give you that pick back. I, I can't speak on it specifically. Go to prizepicks.com for, for more info on that. Um, so yeah, prize picks uh, sponsoring uh, today's show. Use that promo code BGI. Receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Tune in next week, and Kyle will talk about how we did with this pick. And um, yeah, we will uh, do another next week as well. Um, continuing talking about Dominic Hulak, uh, excuse me, Hulak. I've been saying Hulak, but it's Hulak. Um, an another interesting note is just kind of Chicago recruiting Kyle um, as our resident Midwest guy and often taking trips to Chicago land. Um, you can you can kind of break this down for us. You got Hulak and Joseph Reef, two guys from Elmhurst, or or at least their high schools are in Elmhurst, Illinois. Uh, and then of course, um, you know, you had Cam Williams kind of headlining uh, Chicago recruiting for Notre Dame right now. So you just want to touch on Notre Dame, Chicago. It's always a hot topic for Fighting Irish fans. Like you want to see Notre Dame um, get Chicago guys more, but you know, for me, it's you don't want to sacrifice you know, going into the South and getting a better player from Chicago just for the sake of getting a player from Chicago. Uh, but I think we can all agree that like when the, when there are really good players in Illinois, like Notre Dame needs to go get those guys. Um, so uh, yeah. And then just, I just want to touch on real quick before, before I let you go college, just the 2025 top rankings for the state of Illinois. You have Talon Taylor, number three guy, Notre Dame is very much in the mix there. Uh, I might, might even say the leader, um, Chris Burgess, Notre Dame is very much up there for him, and we'll continue to recruit him. Um, and that's that's really about it um, for you know guys Notre Dame's recruiting in that top ranking there. But uh, yeah, Kyle, thoughts on uh, Chicago recruiting for the Irish right now? 
Yeah, I've really played into that in my uh, two stories uh, today on Blue and Gold, my two commitment pieces on Dominic Kulak. Like Chicago recruiting, you know, we kind of hyped it up uh, toward the beginning of the 25 cycle that it was going to be really important for Notre Dame with um, guys like Nate Marshall from Fenwick and um, Gabe Kaminsky from Nazareth Academy. And there was a couple other guys early on in this process that seemed like Notre Dame should, you know, really prioritize and hopefully would trend toward Notre Dame. But then there was this shift of other guys. And uh, Joseph Reeve picked up an offer uh, from Notre Dame after camping in June, quickly committed. And uh, Dominic Kulak became a major priority after committing. Uh, Callan Taylor after his grill, grill and chill visit in July. Um, the wide receiver from Geneva Community School started to you know, pick up some scene with Notre Dame and Christopher Burgess has been on a number of visits. So uh, I, I kind of wrote it my five thoughts. Like, no, I, I used two words. Um, Notre Dame needs to capitalize on Chicago recruiting this cycle and cash in. And I think so far they've done that. The two guys that I'm kind of really paying attention to as it comes to Notre Dame right now, you, you mentioned it, was Talon Taylor and Christopher Burgess. Those two are big priorities. Notre Dame stopped by their schools um, a few weeks ago as part of the NCAA evaluation period. Marcus Freeman, the head coach, obviously, D-line coach at Washington, went to Burgess's school. And uh, Chancey Suckey was back at uh, Geneva Community School to see Talon Taylor. The Irish wide receivers coach has been there a number of times. So they're just prioritizing those guys. I think they're in good spots. And, you know, I think in order to call this a successful class, you're going to have to come away with more than just two guys from the Windy City. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Um, Cute up this comment from Jason earlier. It says, I read he, saying he, being Dominic Hulak, more like Junior Tui Holomock, and then Randy he is more like Maris. Well, they are two completely different players in my eyes. I, I he I, I think he's got like the build of Junior, right? Not super tall, but just very stocky. And then the position of Maris, and it wouldn't be a surprise to me if Junior ends up kind of playing that Marist role. Just kind of a, a thought that I just had, like I don't know, Mar- like Junior came to Notre Dame, like as a highly ranked inside linebacker, like a coveted guy. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that that could be kind of interesting. So, um, Marist, you, I think he's out of eligibility. Maybe have a, 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 you know, a 19th year or something. One but more. One more just, year. I would have <laughs> – I think some of these linebackers are probably moving on. But I personally think that they're all going to be gone. Um, you know, the, the Kaiser – um, Marist and, and JD, and I think we're going to have all fresh blood at linebacker. So I think that'll be interesting. Do you have any thoughts on this, Jason? Kyle, <laughs> um, I guess. Sorry, I'm reading thought, Jason. Uh, yes, yes. Um, I forgot your name. The the, the man I talk I'm to every day. My bad, Kyle. Yeah, my I, I don't get too deep into the Notre Dame football talk because we are a recruiting focused show, but. My gut tells me Leofi will be back just because he had that injury, Ooh. just a little bit more experience under his belt. Bertrand, I think, is probably going to move on. Same with Kaiser. So uh, back to your comment about Junior Talamaka. I know Notre Dame is very, very specific with their uh, measurables on the roster, and 
Tui Alamaka is six foot one and seventh eighths inches, two hundred and fifty four pounds, and we currently have Hulak listed at six three two twenty five. So about an inch taller. But the so. kids always get shorter as they as they advance in their high school careers. It's funny always how like, that works, right? <laughs> it is funny how that works. Uh, just looking at my notes, Kyle. Is there anything else we want to talk about with Hulak? Um, I think we just about covered it. So um, Notre Dame eight commitments now in the 2025 class. Um, not so many. Either of us logged predictions for Notre Dame to land. Um, not because we didn't think that Notre Dame was going to get him. It was just more of like, uh, what's the push look like? When will they make it? What position are they even recruiting them at? We were just a little conservative in, in, in that approach there. But uh, for in terms of pr- prediction, speaking of, speaking of, I threw out a tweet today, and I want to talk about it. Not on the, not on the, uh, our show outline, Kyle, but I tweeted this out today. And for folks watching live, watching back, please hit the thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. If you're listening via podcast, hello, hello, hello. Go over to YouTube. Um, but if you're just a podcast person, that's great. Just uh, leave us a kind review if you want to mind. I tweeted this out this morning. PSA to all recruiting writers. If you know a prospect is a silent commitment is about to announce his decision, don't post a prediction. One, you're not predicting anything. It's already done. And two, you are essentially spoiling the kid's moment. Fans often piece it together. Now, the part about fans piecing it together, let's say one writer is like, hey, guys, got a good feeling a commitment is coming soon. And another writer just puts in a prediction for a kid. You put those things together. It's not very difficult to figure out so-and-so is about to commit. Um, So... This this has got to stop. I mean the, the the whole the whole crystal ball phenomenon. Like, I love I love this like the doing the predictions, but it has to be a prediction, right? If I'm you know sipping on a cocktail an hour before my buddy's getting married, and I'm saying to my wife, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna predict that my buddy's gonna get married in an hour. She would look at me and be like, yeah, no shit. We're at a wedding. Like, they're about to get married. Like, you're not really predicting a whole lot here. We can't do the same about these predictions, right? If we know the kid is about to announce a commitment, why are we predicting it? So that's that was my re- reason for that tweet. I just want to throw that out there. And then another tweet. Maybe we'll have, like, a Twitter segment. This was interesting from Steve Wolfong at 24-7. He tweeted out. Notre Dame director of recruiting Chad Bowden doesn't like the NCAA's decision to ban photo shoots on official visits. I don't know if you guys saw this, um, that the NCAA put that out there. And I kind of understood it at first being like, it's like the recruits will go on visits and just kind of oftentimes they'll go on visits just to get a photo shoot, just for a good social media post and gain followers and whatnot. Um, Chad Bowden had a really interesting take here. This is quoted again from Steve Wolfong's tweet. School's not wanting to do photo shoots and video shoots. Also video shoots in there too. For recruits are wrong. These are 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that deserve to enjoy their experience. Visualizing being in the locker room, on the field, and in the uniform is important. These, This is the key part. These schools are lazy and it's a hassle for them. So this is very much... Like Chad's way of saying this, this decision from the NCAA 
is coming from like the schools just not wanting to put in more work with the photo shoots and, of, and video shoots. It's, it's interesting. Jack continues in this quote, if they don't like it, they should go work in the NFL. It's about the kids. We want photo shoots and video shoots for the kids. We're going to fight like crazy to do right by them. Yeah, this was very interesting. I'm just sitting back here just eating some popcorn. Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts on this, Kyle? So, believe it or not, my first thought when I saw this, this was subtly a massive shout-out to Fighting Irish Media, Notre Dame's digital media team, because they do a absolutely phenomenal job. And although I'm not 100% certain they're involved in recruit production of you know video and photo shoots, i got to imagine they definitely play a role in it. And... Notre Dame knows that they have one of the best digital content teams in all of college football. This was something that director of athletics, uh, Jack Swarbrick, specifically shouted out on the uh, Wake Up the Echo show on Notre Dame football's page, uh, basically a weekly podcast that they drop every uh, Tuesday morning with you know exclusive interviews, and Swarbrick was on it um, this past week, and he basically said that you know, when he joined Notre Dame, Swarbrick, that is, they had no digital content content presence. And, you know, they really built it from the ground up. So I think Notre Dame knows that they maybe have a little bit of edge, the photo shoot and video shoot department, just because they have such a, a strong identity there and uh, definitely want to capitalize it. And, you know, I was kind of, you know, siding with the NCAA's um, – decision to eliminate recruits or photo shoots just because I thought it got a little bit watered down and, you know, pretty excessive. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of felt, you know, for some of these, uh, you know, recruiters, you know, friends I have at other colleges and things like that, but really respect uh, Chad Bowden's uh, little take here on, on the photo yeah. shoots. It's just a massive shout out to the uh, operation Notre Dame has. I, I remember telling my wife the other day, I'm like, if our website could just shut down on Christmas, that would be fantastic. Right? Like, can we just can we just shut it down? Like that's kind of the some like you mentioned with some of your you know your your buddies in college football being like, can we just not do this? It'll make so our lives so much easier, right? Chad's over here going the opposite. He's like, no, bring it on. Like, I want a full work day on Christmas kind of deal to use my example there. I'm kind of like you, I'm firm but soft on it. You know, just in terms of like, I can go either way on it, but Chad brings up some really good points. And, um, and I think it's always good to side on the, 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 the recruit angle as the director of recruiting to say, Hey player, I want you in this photo shoot. Even if Notre Dame can do nothing to change the decision, it looks really good um for you know for chad and, and notre dame to be like we hate this even if like i i think that's i think that's a good i think that's a good uh way to kind of go after that so um yeah i thought that was interesting um an interesting little item to talk about before um we move on in today's show hope everyone is doing well again hit that thumbs up if you have not done so yet, um, we are going to uh, tell you guys about my perfect franchise. I'm sure some of you are displaced corporate executives. Maybe you're wanting to put your career in your own hands. Um, 
are you an are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Well, Andy Ludicky can help. He's a huge college sports fan and franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses. Using his expertise, Andy helps others find their American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands, and best of all, his services are 100% free to you, so what do you have to lose? If you're just interested in learning more um, about franchising, give Andy a call, 404-973-9901. Check it out, myperfectfranchise.net. That's Andy Ludicky, longtime sponsor, Blue and Gold, um, and a great man. Um, enjoyed my interactions with him. All right, so... Um, last week, Kyle, I was not on the road. You were, um, so you got to see, uh, a player from the Cincinnati Archbishop Moeller. Um, so let's talk about, him. um, of course, 2025 or excuse me, 2024 cornerback, uh, Carson Hobbs. So I'm going to pop on the film. I know he didn't have like a, um, you know, stat filled game, but I know, it was a crazy overall travel experience for you. Um, I, you were messaging me like Friday at 10 o'clock about it or something. I was like, Kyle, I do not care about this, but I want to hear about it now. Um, so t- just tell me about this uh, this game and then uh, that trip for you. Yeah, Mike Singer sometimes serves as my counselor because I was a little frustrated on uh, Friday nights. Uh, I, I know I've said on the show many times before, I'm an Ohio kid. Uh, I, you know, grew in high school football in Ohio. I have attended many games at uh, covering high school football in Ohio, specifically the Cleveland area. And I've never had an experience like I did at Moeller, um, or sorry, at St. Xavier. First off, no videographers allowed in the end zone, which that was a little weird. Actually, no one was allowed in the end zone. So that made my, uh, uh, job a little challenging and then like they were pretty strict about you know the sideline as well but that's just my little tiny rant otherwise um heck of a game for archbishop moeller carson hobbs really didn't have to do a whole lot um i kind of mentioned in one of my stories this week that early this in um moeller saw saint xavier in i think game four of the regular season carson hobbs had his one and only interception of the year that game. And I think St. Xavier quarterback Chase Herbstreet, number seven, the junior, who was the son of football analyst Kirk Herbstreet, the former Ohio State quarterback, who the younger Herbstreet camped at Notre Dame over the summer, learned not to target the Irish commit. It was a pretty uh, quiet day overall for Hobbs. Uh, didn't really up a more. Defense came up big, only holding or holding Xavier to only seven points, won that game 10 to seven. It was a classic game, and I, I know I was really excited to see it. I never really saw like a Mole St. X uh, matchup, and I know here in Ohio that's a pretty popular rivalry. And I remember when I was walking off the field, I heard uh, one of the fans say that another classic Mole versus St. X uh, rivalry game, and uh, Carson Hobbs what, played a you know, a small part, I guess, in the stats department, but was uh, excellent with his on-field communication. And I also wrote about that earlier this week on Blue and Gold as well. So 
yeah, was very happy to see Hobbs, and uh, I'm really rooting for Hobbs. And then yeah. uh, Notre Dame uh, safety commit to Brown Benny Powell from Lakota West and Westchester. Both those guys win on Friday night later this evening. We could see a matchup between Notre, two Notre Dame commits. That'd be sick. Jason says Carson and Mickey will have that cornerback room chirping a lot. I agree. Hobbs? Yes. And Kyle and I have both been covering him for a while now. He's he's such an awesome guy. Like I'm one of those kids. Like man, I'm gonna miss covering him. And because like once these kids enroll at Notre Dame, you know we're not allowed to talk to them other than um, you know the official media uh, press conference. Well, at least you're not supposed to, I should say. Um, yeah, Hobbs one of these kids. Like man, miss miss interacting with him. He's just a, an awesome dude. Um, and I also tweeted this. Um, oops, click the wrong button. Let's see this out. Uh, on Thursday, a year ago today, uh, Hobbs committed to Notre Dame. So he pledged to the Irish November 9th, 2022. Awesome kid. Great player and a lifelong Irish fan. So very easy to root for. Like you root for Carson Hobbs. He's kind of living your dream as a Notre Dame fan that what w- you wish you could play at Notre Dame. Um, well, that's Carson Hobbs. So he was committed to South Carolina pretty early on in his recruiting process. Um, and then uh, once Notre Dame offered, it was kind of a wrap. Um, so flipped to, from South Carolina to Notre Dame in pretty short order. Um, so, yeah, Carson Hobbs, Kyle got to see him. Um, and then uh, I am not on the road. I was very close to making a trip. And then um, I just had – I got in-laws coming in town this weekend and um, – just kind of made a business decision to uh, to stay local. Kyle, you are currently in uh, Baltimore. Uh, why don't you tell us about uh, you know who you're going to be seeing and um, you know your trip out there? Yep, I arrived in uh, Baltimore uh, yesterday evening. Nice little short flight from uh, Detroit to the Maryland area. Super quick, actually. It's kind of ironic. I sat next to a pilot on the. Uh, on the flight. So obviously they had two guys in the cockpit, but uh, they had a couple pilots on the flight. It was really interesting. I was like, well, I was like, should I be concerned about this plane taking the turn for the worst or something? But kind of funny because when I was sitting next to the guy, um, I had a uh, glass of water on like, you know, your little tray table that you put down and, you know, we were getting ready to land about three seconds away. And I wanted to be a little bit bold and just keep it up, you know, keep that table down, the water on there and, See if I can get away with, but uh, my uh, friendly pilot uh, that was sitting next to me uh, from Kansas, he suggested that I close up shop, and I was guessing he didn't want to get splashed uh, when that when that plane hit the ground. <laughs> so uh, that's my little uh, story about my arrival into uh, Baltimore yesterday. Uh, but I will be at St. Francis Academy. Well, technically not St. Francis Academy. Um, a local high school football field where St. Francis Academy will play uh, tonight to see name 2025 cornerback target Kevin Humes, who goes by the nickname Kerm. Uh, he visited Notre Dame over earlier this year. Irish are in a uh, you know, pretty competitive spot here alongside uh, Penn State, Alabama, Oregon, and others. And Humes was on camp, or Humes was on campus for the uh, USC game. Also visited in the spring, and I know Notre Dame is scouting a couple other guys from St. Francis as well. So, be my first time checking out those guys in person. Uh, pretty national program, so I'm a little yeah. curious to see 
how they stack up against their competition. Yeah, yeah. We'll be looking forward um, to your report on that. Yeah, it was something like the greater, and for folks from that area, I know I'm probably going to offend you, but just that entire mid-Atlantic region, you know, D.C., you know, to Baltimore, you know, you have so many, like in that whole just DMV-ish area, so many top Catholic institutions. And it was something like in Brian Kelly's 11 years or whatever it was at Notre Dame, he never went to those schools. At least he didn't go to DeMatha. I know for a fact, because I sat at DeMatha, was it last spring or the spring before? I don't remember, but I sat in DeMatha um, with their head coach, a legendary coach, and he was like, yeah, Brian Kelly was never here. That was when Notre Dame was recruiting Jason Moore. So Moore would have been the 2023 class. So that would have been last spring. Um, so, yeah, Notre Dame is, is you know, Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman in like three weeks of being named Notre Dame's head coach went to DeMatha. Brian Kelly never went there in 11 years. It was crazy to me. Um, so, yeah, when you, you mentioned St. Francis, that's what popped to my mind, just that little tidbit of Brian Kelly um, not doing a whole lot of recruiting. I remember when Brian Kelly stopped in at um, Pace Academy in Atlanta for Jaden Thomas a few years back. Like, that was a huge deal. Like, when Notre Dame goes to these schools, it's a big deal, especially these, these any school, really, but especially some of those, like, private, um, you know, faith-based schools. It's a huge deal for Notre Dame to be there. Um, so um, good note there. Um, so uh, Kyle Kelly doesn't represent Notre Dame, but we will have, uh, you know, Kyle Kelly at St. Francis Academy. So we'll definitely look forward to Kyle's reporting um, on that. So that is uh, 40 minutes. We uh, actually covered our topics for today. So we are going to wrap up the show there. If you're like, man, Mike, I want you to go to another half hour. Um, I will recommend you watch my uh, video with Darren, oh, excuse me, um, Tim Hyde, um, talking about uh, this commitment of Dom Hulock. We'll talk about 10 minutes or so about the news. So you can go check that out if you're wanting some more Notre Dame recruiting content. Of course, go to blueandgold.com. We posted three stories right when the news drops. So you can go check those out as well. If you haven't done so yet, hit that thumbs up, of course. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go to blueandgold.com for so much more on that. Sign up for an annual subscription um, if you are interested um, in doing so. I believe we still have like a dollar for a month deal if you want to go the monthly route for your first month, I should say. Um, so, yeah, folks, appreciate you. And as always, we will catch you next time.